0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley along with Roxanne Solonen. And we've just been having a beautiful morning talking about. Life and living the faith and creating a culture of life. It, it's been it's been a beautiful morning, Roxanne.
2: Yes, it has, and and we're going to continue that conversation in a different way with a couple that we have brought on and are in uh, different locations in their house.
0: <laughs> we have
2: <laughs> Laura and Michael Kondratuk are on the phone. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Thanks so much for joining mm-hmm. us. Um, to start us off, could you just tell us a little bit about yourselves? Um, and sure. We'll start, sure. Yeah, we'll start with you, Laura.
3: Okay, thank you. Yeah, um, well, Mike and I have been married for almost 36 years, and we are the parents of uh, three um, children, our youngest passed away, um, and we're also grandparents of three beautiful little children. Um, I'm a retired pastoral assistant for St. Thomas More Catholic Church here in Brookings, and um, that's where we go together as, uh, you know, that's our church here in Brookings, we go there. That, that's a beautiful we, parish.
1: And, and, Mike, what about you? What, what do you do for work?
4: So I am a mechanical engineer. I oversee engineering for a company here in Brookings. Um, so i um, so director of engineering for a company. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's that's what I do.
1: Awesome. So um, kind of the reason why we're having you on today is we heard about this book that y'all wrote, um, By God's Grace, How God Led Us to Faith Through Healing and Beyond. So I'm really curious about that story, but to start off, could you tell us about your experience of the Catholic faith while you were growing
3: up? Sure, we'd be happy to. Um, I grew up in a practicing Catholic family. Uh, My mom held her faith very dear, and my dad uh, was a convert to Catholicism from being a Baptist. He converted when my younger brother was born. Uh, My parents had... uh, all of my siblings and myself, we went to Catholic grade school. And um, and so we attended daily Mass in Catholic grade school. And I, I'm a singer. I love singing. And so the music, especially in the daily Mass, really touched my heart and drew me into a deeper relationship with Jesus. And actually, before I met Mike, I was considering becoming a nun.
2: Interesting. Ah. What about you, Mike?
3: Did you grow up yeah, Catholic? So. I, I, I did. I was born
4: so my, my mother was Catholic and uh, my dad was Republican. so I'm first born American uh, so my mom immigrated from what was Germany occupied Yugoslavia and my dad came from the Ukraine and so when they got married and had kids they decided they would raise them Catholic and so I was raised Catholic uh, but as a child I remember going to church with my parents but I used to get sick all the time at church and never understood it, but um, I would go to church and I would be fine up until, like, the uh, consecration and and the communion stuff started happening. I would absolutely get sick in my stomach and and have to leave, you know, feel like I'm nauseous and everything like that, and it was happened every time, so eventually uh, my parents didn't make me go in because I would always get sick, Um, so... I uh, did not practice my, my faith um, when I went to college. My dad died between my first and second year of college. And I remember praying, you know, when he when he passed away. And the only prayer I knew was, you a Father. Um, and so I had a faith, but it wasn't, wasn't a strong one. Um, but anyway, so then as time went, uh, eventually... Um, You know, I I did meet Laura, and she was very much a practicing Catholic, wanted to go to church, so I would go with her. And eventually we got married, and we started having kids, and I would try to go to church with Laura, but where I was at, and this really describes where I was at, is, is I remember asking her, would you rather I go to church and think about fishing, or would you rather I go fishing and think about God? And I meant it when I said that. And so there were times I did not go with the church I actually went fishing Um, and so that's where I was at
2: wow did you ever get to the bottom of or am I jumping ahead here on why you were getting sick before the the Eucharist was as it was being prepared well
4: nothing definitive but I can tell you that uh, I was talking with a bishop at one time and he felt like the devil had me for a long time and was playing with me back then already and there's a lot of stories about that kind of stuff, but I'm not sure we want to go there on uh,
2: mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. program. It is quite interesting, though. But at some point, you had you had some dreams that compelled you to make a pilgrimage. Tell us about that.
4: Yeah, so um, so I kind of described where I was at in the um, so I, I had my own business at the time, uh, a lot of stresses with the business and things like that, and so. Um, I one night I went to sleep and when I went to sleep, um I um I call it a dream. I don't know what to call it, but I had this experience where I actually thought I died. Mm. Uh at the time I was working out all the time, and just you know, I was in great shape, great health. And here I thought I thought I actually died and I was standing um in a place, um uh, it was twilight, um, on a hill. I saw a large cross in front of me and I was trying to I was just thinking, like, what what happened? How how could I have died? What about wearing the kids? And where am I? And then I started looking around and had this euphoric feeling, and I ended up seeing a statue of the blessed mother that uh, the, the feeling just intensified as I looked at the statue. And as I looked up to her face, the statue came alive. And all she did is look down at me and smile. And next thing I know, I'm back in the bed. I am shaking, and I am freaked out. So um, I woke Laura up, and, and anyway, I, was, I won't go through the detail of the second one, but it really freaked me out. And, and I looked at Laura, and I'm like, what's happening? I tried explaining to her, thought I was going crazy. She said, I don't know. you got to pray about it. And I, I remember looking at her and just coldly saying, pray about it. What's that, what's that going to do for me? And we didn't talk about it again, but then about two weeks went by where I could not get it out of my head because it really scared me. And then I finally let it go. And then I had another one like that. And in that one, I, I found myself at the feet of Christ. And um, I couldn't look up. I saw myself. I felt dirty, shameful. Um, and when I bounced back, came back to my bedroom on that one, I was shaking. I was crying like a baby. And um, I did not know what was going on. I thought I was going nuts. Uh, and just to, you, the kind of person I am is um, my dad died when I was 20, and my mom died a few years later. And nobody ever saw me cry, I was one of those guys. Mm. And I think when I came back from that second experience, I mean, I think that's probably the first time Noah's ever seen me cry. Mm. And I mean, it really freaked me out anyway. I was pacing around the bedroom, and a word came to my head, and the word was gray. I had no idea what it was, and I, I remember I just stopped and I asked Laura, what does the word medjugorje mean? And she just looked at me and said, I have no idea. i never heard of it. And I said, well, just popped in my head, it's got to be religious. You go to church all the time, find out what it means. And the first person she ran into, I think, that next day at church, happened to, just came back from the pilgrimage, and then eventually, you know, we learned about it, and I ended up going just to see what the dream I had had. I didn't believe in it. I didn't believe what they were telling me about it, but I went just to see why I had these dreams.
2: I want to quick jump in before our break and ask Laura how you were perceiving this change in your
3: husband. Well, prior to him actually going to Medjugorje, there you know there wasn't a change in him except for like this questioning, like what is this, what's going on, you know. So so he was um, kind of stubbornly entrenched in. Being the way he was before he went to Medjugorje, but what happened to him in Medjugorje when he came back, he was a different person.
0: Hmm.
2: Did you go with him?
3: No, on his. Uh, we've gone several times, and um, most of the times when we've gone, we've gone individually. And so, his first trip, he went by himself.
2: Were you concerned at at all as he was kind of having these dreams and and breaking down for the first time? Was that how was that as a wife to observe?
3: No, it was. Um, I knew God was doing something, mm-hmm. and I was excited to see what was going to happen. Hmm. Well,
2: um, we have just a couple minutes. Let's let's just start talking about the the Medjugorje pilgrimage. Mike, tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll we'll finish it after the break. But um, what finally compelled okay. you?
4: Yeah, so so I ended up going, and I I went strictly to find out what the dreams were about, and um, I could tell you, like like Laura said, I was a reluctant participant in this, um, and um, I remember as I was driving, I, so I. I They gave us the name of a a group, a person to contact. I ended up connecting with them. So I never met anybody that I was going to go with. Um, And I can tell you that on the way to the airport, I almost turned around three times to to leave. And then at the airport, I almost left. (laughs) And then mid, uh, we had a connection in Detroit from Minneapolis. And and, and even in Detroit, I was going to leave. And I won't go through all the details of that. It's in the book. But... uh, Things kept happening that kept me going on a trip, and I found myself in Madagascar. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was there the first morning there, um, and I'm not sure maybe get get into it after the break. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how much time we got, but um, yeah. the 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 first morning, just tell me when we cut and post. The, the first morning there, I remember mm-hmm. getting up.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off on the, the trip because it sounds like it's quite an illuminative time for you. So, um, But after the break, we are talking with Laura and Michael Kondratuck from Brookings, South Dakota. They've written a book, um, By God's Grace, How God Led Us to Faith Through Healing and Beyond. And we're going to hear a little bit more about how that book came to be and the experiences leading up to that. So stay with us. We will be right back with more Real Presence Live.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio, with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity?
4: A gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's
0: get started.
2: Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams for more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions our website is www.lumen.vision
0: rose management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals doing the right thing and treating our residents as family rose management provides housing to complexes throughout north dakota and minnesota All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: And thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley, and I'm here with Roxanne Solonen. And before the break, we were chatting with Laura and Michael Kondratuk about the book they've written. And uh, Michael was sharing with us some of his experiences at Metagorgy. So we just want to jump right back into that. Um, Tell us more about your trip, Mike.
4: Yeah, so um, that first morning I woke up, I remember going to breakfast, and I really wasn't sure what we were going to be doing there. I went with people I never met, didn't know, you know, and of course I met them on the way there and uh, got to know them. And I remember at breakfast our true leaders telling us that we're going to be going to Mass every morning, and then we were going to um, go to uh, a pilgrim's Mass in the evening, and then there would be like an adoration Mass, or not Mass, an adoration for healing service or something after that, and I remember thinking to myself, that's like three, three hours of church a day, <laughs> and um, and I mean, I had a hard time going once a week, and and I thought, is this illegal or what? And I wasn't sure what I was going to do, because I, I, in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. Well, uh, I ended up participating with the things that first morning, and I had an experience after Mass, I went to Mass. And I remember I actually felt really joyful after Mass. And uh, then we end up going to—there's uh, a risen cross there, uh, a statue of a risen the risen Christ. It's probably about 20 feet tall. And I won't go into the detail, but I had an experience there where a feeling that I had in my dreams, uh, both with the Blessed Mother and then it actually happened like I had with Jesus, where it was very— high-intensity, immediate. I had that happen after I crossed. Mm-hmm. And all those feelings came to me, and I had no idea what was going on. And I remember I teared up. And, of course, I was still the person that didn't want people to see it, so I just walked off by myself. And I I just... Uh, I remember I felt like I had to go to confession in the worst way, and I only had been the confession for my first confession, I think. And so... Um, Anyway, long story short, I, I ended up just uh, not understanding what's going on, and I eventually just said a quick little prayer. And all I said is, God, I don't understand what's happening here, but I accept that this is real. Mm-hmm. Show me what I need to see. Teach me what I need to learn. And and that's all I, I prayed. And from then on, all kinds of things started happening. And without going into a lot of detail, I ended up uh, climbing... Um, and was, I actually ended up seeing what I dreamt in both those experiences. And um, it brought me back to faith. It, 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 it totally brought me back to where, um, you know, um, I believe and I accept all this stuff was real, even though I can't prove it to anyone. And uh, it really prepared me for what was going to come with our family. And mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, we, we had the loss of our youngest son and what happened there. And had this not happened to me, I probably would have been laying next him. But but this mm-hmm. really, I think it was, it's all part of God's plan, right? And so I think it was preparing me and our family for what we were going to experience.
2: One of the things that really stri- strikes me, Michael, is your prayer and how heartfelt it was and how simple. And I think God really uh, hears those prayers from the heart uh as we're crying out to him and it's so beautiful that you prayed that and he responded. And so um so yeah, what happened um next? What 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 you you you're starting to tell us about a tragedy, but we don't know what that was about. So, um either you or Laura, whoever wants to jump in and share about that. We want to hear a little bit from both of you, but
3: sure. Um well, our youngest son Eric was just 14, had just turned 14 when he took his own life by suicide. Um, and we had no clue that that was something that would happen. Um, but but like Mike said, God actually laid the foundation for a real strong faith life in our family so that when that did happen, uh, we never felt abandoned by God. We felt God's presence in a magnified way. Like he was constantly with us, supporting us and comforting us. Uh, We received, and and this is all laid out in the book, but we received signs that showed us that Eric is in heaven with the Lord. There's a painting by an artist named Danny Holcomb of him embracing a young man as he's coming into heaven that looks like our son. That painting looks like Eric. And he kept giving it to us over and over again, like showing us where Eric was. Uh, We had words from strangers that told us God called Eric to himself. I had a dream of Eric in heaven that gave me so much peace to know that Eric's Filled with joy and love and in Christ's presence in heaven, like how happy he is that gave us such peace that to know that we don't have to worry about our son's eternal existence. We know where he is. Um, and just the outreach of, you know, we talk about the body of Christ, like the way that people reached out to us and lifted us up. God was with us in such a powerful, tangible way through that experience.
2: hmm God's mercy is so vast and he knew that you were gonna to have to live years beyond this and not didn't want you to be tormented and it's so beautiful to mm-hmm. see how he arranged things so that you were prepared um, mm-hmm. for the unthinkable uh, and yet exactly. you know we can't do it without him so Michael what what was your experience of that loss
4: yeah so uh, for me um, it, I mean I was inconsolable almost, to be honest, when Eric took his life. Um, it was the furthest thing from my mind. Uh, God was there and gave us these signs, but, but I, if, if you read the book, you'll see I'm kind of a doubting Thomas. And Eric used to say, God has to hit me in the head with a four by four for me to believe and, and to, to see the signs. And, uh, but I could tell you that. In that whole experience, like I had an experience at, at his funeral where I, I was just a basket case. And, and at one point, I just went up to the casket and, and knelt by it and put my hand where his head would be in the casket. And I had uh, an experience where I this all happened at the same time, a memory of Eric's first Christmas where he knew there was no Santa Claus. And I had told him that uh, he didn't get everything on his list. Um, and uh, I said, "Well, Eric, you should be happy for the things you got, not for the things you didn't get." You know. And at the same time that that memory came to me, I heard Eric's voice while I was praying at his casket, and he said, "Dad, you have to be grateful for the time we had." Mm-hmm. And it completely calmed me down. And I know before that, everyone—you know—this was before any of the services. We wanted time just our family and. Uh, we want to thank for just a family. And, um, so, um, I was a basket case. and after this happened, it completely calmed me down. And, and, um, it just changed everything from then on. Oh,
2: that's. So it... Oh, I was just saying that that's just, it's beautiful how God will use our memories and, and different things to, to heal us, you know, and you needed that healing at that point. Moment, or you, you were going to fall apart. And uh, God came through for you.
4: So yeah, I, I knew I, I knew it was, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know, I felt like I wanted to blame somebody, but I knew I couldn't blame God. I, I didn't blame Eric. Um, and, you know, you have this all penned up, but, but God gave us signs, many signs, and, and a lot of them are in the book on where Eric was and that it was okay.
2: And the book, again, is called By God's Grace, How God Led Us to Faith Through Healing and Beyond. And it, How can we get the book? Any listeners that want to hear the whole story, where, where can they find it?
4: Yeah, the best, the best way to get the book is if they would just uh, search on the Internet and use our last name, so Kondratuk, K-O-N-D-R-A-T-U-K, and then By God's Grace. If you, if you Google that, because there's a lot of books that start with Bike As Race, so if you have our, our last name in it, it'll pop up. You'll see, um, catholicshop.com, uh, um, US sells it. I think Walmart sells it. Amazon has it. Uh, so you'll see all kinds of things pop up where it's available.
3: And it is also available at the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Sioux Falls. Oh, awesome.
1: Awesome. Now, so is the book basically like the story of your faith journey and kind of Eric's impact
3: on that? Yeah, so Mike's conversion story, kind of like what we've shared here, setting the stage for how our faith was built on this foundation and then how that foundation helped us, that relationship that we had with the Lord helped us to go through this loss of our son that had our faith not been in place, we could have been, you know, completely devastated by that. Um, and and the ways that God, uh, through Blessed Mother especially, too, helped us to um, be able to heal from that loss and be able to go forward into our future without our son. Uh, we hope that the book will help people who are in the shoes that Mike was in, you know, the reluctant pilgrim, that it will help people to um, grow desire a deeper relationship with the Lord that it'll help people who are grieving the loss of a loved one especially the suicide to have hope because God gave right away the first morning after we lost the first morning after we lost Eric God gave us words that let us know he was there with him so we want people to know that that your loved one is with the Lord and just encourage people to seek that deeper relationship with the Lord and our blessed mother super beautiful
2: God knows Everything about us. He knows us more than we know ourselves, and certainly he knows your son. And now your son can help lead you to where he is someday. So you have have that hope and that connection that love is eternal. It never never dies. And uh, there's just so many good things in our faith to help us through these very difficult times. And I would say suicide is probably, it has to be one of the hardest losses. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that God was there for you Again, the book is by God's grace. How God led us to faith through healing and beyond, um, by Laura and Michael Kondratuk at K O N D R A T U K, and you can get that um, in various places online. Uh, Any final thoughts or reflections from either of you?
4: Well, like my hope is that uh, there's, I think there's a lot of people like me with that science mind where um, you know faith was difficult for me to comprehend and. Except in a way where God showed me it's real. God showed me that, that the blessed mother with her help showed me that this is all real. And it it's, even though I can't prove it to anyone, it is real and it completely changed me. And I, I'm sure there's others out there like me that I, I'm here to tell you, I would have been the last one to believe any of this, but, but it is real and it is true. And, and God, God is the center of life. And so hopefully it'll bring others
2: to God. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story, and we wish you the best with your book. Up next, we'll be discussing what true care for women can and should look like in a post-Roe world. So stay with us on Real Presence Live.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, And live on the Real Presence Radio Network.